Player. And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. Welcome, boys. Another fun-filled, COVID-filled edition of Versus Player <laughs> as I come to you from my deathbed. Um, oh, no, no, it's all right. I'm, I'm just past it. So i got to say, the fatigue has been the worst. But you know what? Our podcasts have mentioned the, the plague the whole way through. It was bound to happen that... One, if not multiple of us, would come down with it. So far, it sounds like Jace has had it too. But all these tests that he's been doing are saying negative. But I'm I, I don't know. I the don't virus know cannot they, it cannot affect me. It's like you're surrounded by it, and somehow you've you got all the symptoms. But yeah. not it. that's not the only time I've heard that. I've I've got friends same thing. All the symptoms, but negative tests. It's bizarre. But yeah, I, I got to say, fatigue is the worst. Um, that's that's got me off work for a little bit at the moment because it's yeah too much, but you know what we can talk about fun stuff like games and life and that stuff in between. Oh, that was that stuff in between. So let's go for the other stuff in between. <laughs> Today's episode we're going to talk about the plethora of good and okay and fantastic uh, TVs and movies that have been out lately, in particular. Not to spoil anything, but we're going to definitely talk about Halo because <laughs> it's, you know, I get to lead the podcast, so I get to say these things. Uh, we're going to talk about Moon Knight and probably also the Batman, as we've all had chances to see that over the, the past month or so. Uh, we'll jump into some games that we've been playing lately. Uh, it's great to wait for bargains and to get some specials, so that's definitely on the list. And uh, whatever else comes up along the way. Sound good, guys? That's great. I like it. I want to kick off with some of the things I've been playing lately. And first is going to be a success story. So a while back during the pandemic, I went a little eBay crazy. I've since tampered that right off and I haven't gotten anything from eBay in like a month. So I'm quite proud of myself. But one of the packages I did get was um, five PSP games. And I bought the five PSP games because I got them for 30 bucks because I really wanted Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars. Now, I have it on DS. You do it have it fan- on DS. I've played your DS version. It's a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, and I was really curious to see how different the PSP version was because it doesn't have any of the touch controls. So you're not like the very start of the game where you have to break out of the car that's just been submerged in the, the river with the, the stylus. is heaps yep. of fun. And this on the PSP, you use two left and right triggers to you know try and do that. But my copy, like it took, it was like a month later, I finally opened it and decided to give it a go after leaving feedback saying, oh, thanks for your you know, cheap package. And the one game in the entire five games that didn't work was Grand Theft Auto Chinatowns. So I went into recovery mode and first the, the UMD case just like popped straight open and they just popped out. I was like, okay, I can put this back together. And I taped it back together just in case, put it in, nothing. So went looking online to forums and kept digging around and then eventually realized the back of the case on the UMD had been cracked in and was pushing its disc. And that was the only thing that was stopping it from um, working. So I was able to punch the the back crack back in properly and put it back in and it worked. So I've got to say, one of the big things on Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars was that shell shaded, shaded look that it had. Yep. On the top down, it looked fantastic on the DS. On the PSP, they decided to remove some of that and put like a filter over it that was um or at least remove the filter so it looked more like the ps2 games but i forgot how unbright the psp screen actually is so if you've got bad lighting 
it's actually really hard to see what's going on in that game. Um, but yeah, no, it's still a fun game. I'm actually glad I got it and it works. And sorry, COVID it, cough is coming back. No, it's um, it's a funny thing you talk about eBay. I have just gone down the eBay rabbit hole myself. I've mentioned before I collect R2D2s, and yes, I have for years. I always, like forever, I've been looking on eBay, you know, at R2D2s. But now I just have put it in ending soonest Australia only auction only, and I reckon I've got about six in the last month. Um, for dirt cheap, oh. just like little things I haven't had in my collection before. That eBay rabbit hole is very easy one to fall down. And yeah. I'm like, I just got a thing from Australia Post today saying your package is on the way. And I'm like, I thought I'd got everything I've purchased. Um, <laughs> I'm not even going to look at it. It's just going to turn up and be a surprise. So more coming. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, I said I did stop using eBay for a while. It didn't stop me shopping at Pop Culture. So <clears throat> a couple of boxes have come from them recently nice. marvel legends galore but my favorite one and take a look online if you get a chance to to see what it looks like have you heard of the super seven um action figures I, i've heard of the first it wasn't the first seven star wars figures was that seven so super seven is a brand that's emulating the classic star wars figures okay so like it's the five points of articulation the head swivels yep. the arms go up and down the legs go up and down that's it there's no knee or elbow joints is nothing right and these haven't appealed to me directly but then they're cool like they've they've got a nice appeal to them but i finally found one thing that did strike uh, a chord and that was this robocop set so it comes with ed 209 right and ed 209 looks amazing because really he's a big robot that doesn't need a lot of articulation these he's nicely modeled so he looks cool but it also comes with the guy that he kills at the start of the first movie you know, there's the, the poor uh, Kenny or uh, junior executive that they give him a gun and say, point at Ed 209. He points at Ed 209. He goes, drop your weapon. And he throws down the weapon and then it guns him down in a hail of bullets with, you know, big bits missing from his chest. Well, the action figure has holes through him. It's fantastic. And like bloody mess on him. He's, ah, oh, it's fantastic. It was worth it. Every cent. <laughs> so look it up if you get a chance. It's a cool figure. Not the um, first time we've spoken about Robocop on this podcast. I don't know. We gotta it's been a while though. Uh and I really want a good Robocop video game. It you was, know, um, this yeah. is a terrible thing to admit. Um, and I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I, I, I saw Robocop at the cinema and I would have been like like 10 or something. I love this story. Um, my, my uncle was a police officer and took us along to the movie. And I remember them saying that this is not for kids. And he's like, doing it anyway. And, and he did. And I, yeah, that acid scene is just etched into my brain. The, See, there I were, remember the acid scene. Go, go, Jace. No, I was just going to say there were two figures that I had, figurines that I had when I was a kid um, that I cherished. One of them was a Robocop figurine. Um, and he had a little thing on his arm that you'd slide out. It was like a little black plastic thing that was meant to be like a key or something that he would use to open stuff up. So it's just this little slider that oh, came his dagger. down. Yeah. It was like a dagger, but it was, it didn't look like a dagger. Yeah. It was just this little black thing that came out. Um, and he was like opposable to a point. Like he, you know, he's Robocop, right? But you could take off the top part of his helmet yeah. and you could see his face underneath. And the other one was um, a Batman figurine from the Michael Keaton era. So there were lots of different Batman figurines that existed back then. Not the one with the costume that could come on and off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so there were two versions of him. So the the short story of it is this. Um, I really wanted a Batman figurine. I got one bought for me as as a gift. It wasn't a birthday. And it was a Batman that was in um, a silver armor. It had little sort of squares. It was like silver armor. It had the cape. 
looked really cool, but I don't know what it was. It was like an armored Batman. Anyway, I said, I want the proper Batman. I want the one that has all of the accessories, like the gloves and everything like that. It was like a proper Michael Keaton black Batman. And so they said, no problems. We'll get that for you. My birthday comes around. I get a second copy of the silver one. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want this Batman figurine. It was like a very specific one. The internet didn't exist back then. So I had to explain it in great detail. Anyway, my godmother and my mother basically went all over Sydney. I wasn't like a bratty kid going, I want my Batman. But maybe I was, I don't know. But they went all over Sydney to find this thing. And they ended up finding the figurine in Woolworths in Town Hall. There was one left under the show. There was a toy section there. And it was actually pretty yeah. decent. I used to go there all the time. Is there? Okay. And, and that's where they found it. And there was one left and it was behind all of the silver ba- Batman that nobody wanted. Um, and so I ended up with two silver Batman and uh, proper Michael Keaton Batman. And the two silver Batman were the, uh, the bodyguards of the main Batman in my, in my, my head cannon. Anyway, that's my, my figurine story for you. Sorry, John, what were you going to say? No, I love it. That's oh, fantastic. sorry. And I had a Toxic Avenger figurine who I also <gasps> loved. He came with a mop. Yeah, he did come with a mop. <laughs> um, and he was awesome as well. Um, so my, I love my Toxic Avenger figurine. I, I like how you said your Robocop figure before came with a, a thing that came out of his arm that was a key mm. uh, that, that opened things. I think that key opened people's brains Probably, um, out yeah. of their heads. I'd never seen anything. the movie when I was a kid. It was just, it was a weird and also thing, computers. Right? Yeah, and computers as well. Yeah. But. <laughs> I know, I know we're, we'll talk about the Batman movie later, but I've noticed that there are the Batman figurines for kids, but I don't think the Batman is a movie for kids, oh. um, even though it's a PG film. Um, I oh. don't think it's a, a movie for kids. Well, please, we could do an entire podcast on inappropriate toy lines for movies that were aimed at kids for a movie that was definitely not aimed at kids. I'm I mean, sure, you I'm sure Fortnite could be films. accused of that as well with like their latest edition of like the Wu-Tang Clan. What, yes. what six-year-old listening to Wu-Tang? Probably a lot, actually. But anyway. Well, actually, actually Fortnite's got um, one coming up at the end of this week that's they're doing two more Street Fighter figures, which always seemed weird because, like, when do you see Street Fighter characters with guns? Yeah. But one of them is Blanker, but his alternate costume is a business suit and he still has no shoes on. That's that awesome. sounds brilliant. Yeah, that's It's tempting. I've got to say, it's tempting. Yeah, I, I was going to say, you said that Woolworths, um, is it, do you mean the one, yeah. like, Above town hall, the one underground. Yeah. Uh, so I'm no, talking... no, it's it's it's, yeah, it's, it's three it's, stories. It's, it's both. It's three stories, right? Yeah. So yep. yep. That one there before. So back in the day when Star Wars Episode One figures yes. were coming out, like it was like a huge thing, and they were going. They, they they had like midnight launches for the figure launches, and a friend of mine, like ours, um, GGP, yeah. Um, we we heard that someone's called us and said. There are Star Wars figures on the shelves at Woolworths in the city. <laughs> and we're like, no, there's not. It, because it was like two days later, there was supposed to be the midnight launch. So we, we're like, no. And they're like, yes, there are. So we went in and we went up to the top level, wherever it was the toys were. And it was completely decked out, all of the figures. So we're there just taking our sweet time. We got every single figure we wanted. We got all the figures. Um, I bought some posters. I bought all these episode one things. And then like two days later, we went to the midnight launch because yeah. we wanted to and watch as it was, I felt like such a schmuck, but just watch as all these Star Wars fans just raced in and just like barreling over each other to get the figures they wanted. And like two days before 
We just like, got them all. you know, taken out sweet time. And the next day we told other people, they went in, it was all covered again. So it was like brilliant. And I've still got these things. They're not worth anything. I've, I've looked at eBay. It was kind of like, oh, they're going to be worth a mint. But no. also I wanted to get them because yeah. I, I just like them. Uh, and I have opened a bunch of them. Um, and my, they're with my, you know, as amongst all the kids, other toys. But geez, that was funny. Those Just watching the, just people go, like out of their minds trying to get these things and, and how, you know, lucky we were to just walk in. It's funny, man. The talking about all these figurines just unlocks these weird memories for me. It was like the other podcast we had where we were talking about the Dick Cheney cards <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but like I just, all this stuff, it didn't exist in my brain. And then somebody mentioned something, Jono usually mentioned something and I'm just yeah. like, oh. And like I had this other figurine that I just remembered and I couldn't, I don't know why I remember his name. His name was Junkyard. And he was a dog that was part of Toxic Avenger. Um, and I, again, these toys, I knew nothing about them. Like I didn't, there was a Toxic Avengers movie that again, was not yeah, for kids. it was a cartoon series. Um, Tro- Trojan or something? Is that the name of the, the company? I remember that guy, he was hilarious. Anyway, go on. I know the movie was like an R-rated film. I yeah. think it was anyway. But the, the dog, Junkyard, was cool because he had this um, plastic tongue that rolled out of his mouth. So you could roll it back up and close the jaw and then you pull the jaw open and then tumble back out again. Um, and so I just had all these stories and things like that that I created as a kid because I played with all, like these, these figurines were played with to death. Like arms are coming off and, you know, they're covered yeah. in all sorts of crap and stuff like that. And, um, and yeah, and I just, uh, more and more of these toys are coming back in my, they've got to be somewhere. They've got to be in like a bucket back at my mum's house or something. I've got to find these things. Uh, I want to see them. Yeah, they're cool. But yeah, look up Junkyard. He was cool. I just did. He yep. is cool. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so there we go. Memory lane for everyone at home, hopefully, and I'll get a chance to look up some of this stuff as well. If not, we'll, we'll find a way to post something, maybe on our Instagram. Um, all right. So, you know what? It's as good a segue as any. We've gone from, you know, having two silver Batman flanked by uh, flanking classic Batman. Um, let's talk about Robert Patterson, the most unexpected Batman of them all. All right, tell me what you think. Uh, I'll keep it short. Um, he's the best Batman. Uh, he's, <laughs> not the, he's not the best Bruce Wayne. Um, no. But I, um, let's put it this way. I don't think there need to be any more Batman movies for me. Um, I know there will be, and that's fine. I just don't they've, know how many. They've just announced a sequel with them. I'm fine with more Robert Patterson Batman. I'm just saying I don't need to see other variants. Like, I mean, uh, a special place in my heart for Michael Keaton, a special place in my heart for for Val Kilmer and George Clooney. Like, I was a kid when when they were out. Special place in hell for those guys. Well, as a kid, (laughs) as a kid, it's incredibly appealing. I think Jim Carrey was a fantastic Riddler in a in a comic book sense. I think that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a great Mr. Freeze. I think I think um, maybe what was his name? Two Face, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. But as a kid, again, it was, you know, it was, it was exciting. And like, you know, was it one of those, one of the Batmans where it was just like, have you eaten, sir, or something? He's like, I'll get drive through. And he goes through McDonald's and picks up food. <laughs> that was that's George Clooney. That was George Clooney, right? Yeah. And, and that's a different era of Batman. And so we've had, you know, we've had Adam West that's a little bit more camp and a little bit more silly. And, and, and we've had things that are a little bit more sort of dark and gritty, at least in a Tim Burton sense. Um, and then we got the most realistic iteration up until recently, the most realistic iteration, which was which was Nolan, and I think yep. that um, for the Nolan Batman um, or Batman, um, he you know people looked at it and goes, this isn't really a superhero movie. It's it's a little bit more grounded, a little bit more realistic. 
in the same point, Batman is still, he's a ninja and, you know, he's, he's, he's fighting with a guy that's meant to be immortal, but it's an idea and so on. Um, and they're a great series. You know, it's, it's very, very hard to top Heath Ledger as the Joker. Um, mm. uh, in, in saying that, <laughs> um, because I've grown up with this um, and my tastes have changed and I am personally, as I've mentioned before in the podcast, getting more and more burnt out by the superhero meta. Yeah. Um, getting something like this, which is not really a superhero film. Um, and again, I'm shocked. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a PG film, but I, I don't know how it is. I think it's M here for us. Is it M? Okay. Um, even then, it feels more towards the MAR direction, mm. um, purely based on content. Uh, but, but regardless of that, I just, it, it's what I, I didn't know that this is what I was going to get. And there are some grievances with it as, as there is with anything. But for me, um, where I am at the moment and what appeals to me, this for me is 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 the best one because, you know, it's it would have been cool to see a little bit more Bruce Wayne, but this is a Batman that is genuinely impacted by PTSD. He has mental problems um, mm. and he's still figuring himself out. Like, uh, I mean, this is spoilers, right? But like just seeing him get on top of that building and jumping for the first time, the guy's clearly afraid of heights or at least he's got up on the building and was like, <gasps> like, and he, and he just jumped and, mm. and, and it didn't jump in any, you know, it, it made Nolan's Batman look like a comic book movie. Yeah. Whereas this looked like a, a crazy dude with like a, a X Games, like, you know, fetish or something where, you know, wanted to, he had a wingsuit and all this sort of stuff and, and things that you could probably buy, military gear that you could probably buy and, and you know, and do yourself. Um, and so for that reason, it was appealing. And again, movies are getting longer and longer these days, but those three hours for me felt like an hour and a half. Yeah, it was one of those movies you had to watch it. I felt like I did anyway, had to watch it in one go. Like it was just, it was so captivating. Yeah. Um, I, I, I honestly had that thought that you mentioned before though, as we were watching it, I said to Ali, to my wife, I'm like, they made a Lego set of this. Like, yeah. that's a bit Lego ridiculous. Set, multiple Lego sets. But, but like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I'm not going to get into too much, but the bad guy in the movie is like, just awful. Um, yeah. what, you know, and I guess for me, I love the movie. I wouldn't say it's not the sort of movie that I'm probably going to ever watch again. Really, it's not for me. It's not that sort of. I, I've watched the Nolan movies a bunch of times, um, and I'll probably watch them again um, sometime in the future. Uh, but this one, I, as much as I enjoyed it, I just, I guess, that this sort of story that's much more grounded and realistic, in some ways, hits too close to home in terms of real world uh, things that have happened, unfortunately, and that continue to happen. Um, so for that reason, I guess I'm I'm probably not drawn to watch it again. Um, but I agree, Jace. I think Robert Patterson, unexpected, but an amazing oh. Batman. Um, he was so good. And um, like the acting on it was all amazing. That Jeffrey Wright guy, I feel like he always plays the same character, um, which is, which is that was, again, I guess, a bit of a, dist a, a distraction for me as I'm watching. I'm like, oh, he was better in Bond. He was better in Bond, but in everything else, it's always the same. Um, but man, Robert Patterson could really, like, he was brutal. And, and when he was fighting, like, you know, I am vengeance. And then he just like, or maybe he punched the guy like 10 times. And this is right at the beginning of the movie. You probably seen it in the trailer. Um, but like that poor dude, like he got 
he's not getting up from that. Nope. Um, About ninety percent of the film, Joe, I was just like, "That guy's dead. That guy's dead. That guy's dead." <laughs> and you can just imagine, like Rob Pattinson, going, it was the fall that killed him. And it's just like, no, I think it no, was, it was his fist <laughs> yeah. that, that plummeted the guy. But but it really did get the sense across, like in that opening scene. Um, he's coming up against a bunch of guys and it's like, well, what am I going to do? Like, and, and, and I guess in his head, he's like, I'm going to show how brutal I am to put the fear of God in or the fear of the bat or, or vengeance or whatever yeah. he said he was um, in, in these people. And it worked. And and I thought like the acting all the way through was amazing. And um, yeah, I totally agree. Jace. It was, it was less a superhero movie and more a, I'm you know, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I don't know. I, I guess I disagree. I would I hope that they do other Batman at the same time, um, Batmans, um and, and have this as a separate thing. Where, I, where I, do you go from here though, Joe? Like we've seen I can't imagine any more like Batman is is easily, besides maybe Spider-Man, is the most sort of produced superhero type film and and, and well, in the, terms of the, movies batman probably takes the cake right like well, uh, it's also it's, the most different though like the three spider-man yeah. film i mean what do they say they say that um what was it that toby is the best peter parker everything full stop. That, okay the andrew garfield <laughs> was the best spider-man which i agree with i think andrew was the best spider-man when he was in the suit and that and that uh tom holland is a, is a good mix of both right but yeah. ultimately they're not that different from each other as, as movies i don't think whereas the batman movies are very different and including the TV Absolutely. series and everything. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. don't know where to go from here. No. I, 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 I do a good Justice League movie. He needs to actually team up with superheroes in a way that seems like that's fair. Like, the Justice League movie was trash. I do agree but, with you. But Zack <laughs> Snyder's Justice no, still League trash. was not trash. Did you see it, Jono? Yeah, I saw it. Look, I saw it and it was a vast improvement over oh, the other one, but it was still average. I would imagine most people would agree with you guys and, and IMDB or whatever, I'm sure it shows that. But I, I still think that Zack Schneider's Justice League was fantastic. I, I just, okay, so as a, as a comic connoisseur, and I love my comics, and while I'm more Marvel than DC by any stretch, um, I've yet to see a Justice League that I get, I'll get excited about. Yeah, like, I, I, and yeah. I agree, though, Jono. Like, Robert Patterson's Batman in the Justice League would make no sense at all. Um, no. Like, but he, that's, that's the thing, right? The Justice League doesn't make sense at all because Superman would just, you know, do it all. And, um, no, that's I, I, unless I, Superman goes bad, right? But, yeah. Well, that's I, I think you, you can still do a ju- decent Justice League movie where Superman doesn't need to do it all because there are things that will work against him. Like, magic, for instance, is a big one that Superman can't deal with. But, look... I'm going to talk about the Batman just quickly. Um, I was determined not to like it because of Robert Patterson. I mean, I really liked him in Tenet, and that was the first time I've liked Robert Patterson in the movie. Um, but as Batman, wow. Like, he was a detective. Like, mm. this is, I think, the most detective Batman we've seen in terms of, like, he'd walk a crime scene and he'd point out things the cops had clearly missed and he'd, like, bring up things that um, probably even more so than, say, Christian Bale's Batman did. Oh, yeah. um, while all the other he made, Batman, he made mistakes too though which was pretty cool yeah which was fantastic yeah, yeah. And he wasn't this perfect Batman which like in I think DC's kind of dug themselves into a hole even in the comics where Batman's almost kind of he knows the everything per- yeah the, the perfect superhero in the sense that he could take down anyone just by looking at them essentially yeah. um and you just ignore all the other character flaws he has because well that, that's the joke right Batman always has a contingency plan 
Yeah, and in this one he didn't. Like his contingency yeah. plan was just going to scare the crap out of you well, by, well, by actually, flailing on your face. You know, <laughs> he actually didn't succeed at stopping anything in this movie. No, I guess I've just massively spoiled the movie. Sorry, but but really, like, but it was still he was still an amazing Batman, except for those yeah. guys at the beginning. He certainly stopped them with his fists. That he did. That he did. Yeah. Can I? A, I can it. I ask you a question? Mm. This is a question for both of you. There, uh, the, the the new the new thing. It's not although that new. Although I I, I could argue that it started with the movie Old Boy, but we'll move past that. Um, the thing in movies, uh, sci-fi, superhero, that sort of stuff, is the big hallway scene. Daredevil had a very big hallway scene. Daredevil mm. season one was one of the best hallway scenes I've ever seen. Doesn't matter which direction you're heading. Um, but then a yep. very cool hallway scene um, for what was a very bad movie was um, the Darth Vader scene. Uh, it was Rogue, Rogue One. one. Yeah, Bad it was a movie. terrible film. Oh, it was a terrible film. But anyway, there's a scene in that. We'll forget about it. Everyone's agreeing on. with me now. Move on. There move we on. go. Um, but there's a scene in that with Darth Vader where he walks down a hallway and in cool lights. And that's an incredible scene. It's just yeah. so beautiful to watch. Um, but there's a hallway so scene in this movie. Like the rest of it. Do you think that um, do you think that the hallway scene in this movie is better than the hallway scene in Rogue One? No. You're I wrong. think it's different. I think it's different. No, nah, you're wrong. You just <laughs> it's there's no the, this is the coolest hallway scene in any movie that has ever been made, and I've well, seen a lot of movies that have hallway scenes in them. Yeah, yeah. So he, which hallway scene? What are you talking about? Where he walks, he, the elevator doors open, it's pitch black, and then you just see gunfire, and then you see Batman beating people. What are you talking about? Uh, that one I completely yeah, yeah, yeah. like the best <laughs> scene in the entire film. <laughs> It was so, it's so yeah. funny. This movie is so black. The next Batman movie is just going to be a black screen and just you're going to hear him just what, talk. What's the, okay, so first of all, <laughs> sorry. The sound mixing in this film, the sound design is next level. I've not watched a single movie at my place with the speakers I've got where the, where the audio, the voice, you could hear, and it's Batman movie too. Like the guy's just grizzling the entire time. Um, and then the gunfire and everything like that is usually over the top. This was like perfect. But second of all, the the light in this movie is crazy. I've never seen light used this well in a film ever. Yeah. Like, but that hallway scene, I don't normally stop and have my like my jaw doesn't drop. It's a movie, right? Whatever. But like that got me. I just couldn't believe it. You didn't it didn't have that impact for you guys. It's like the best scene in the film. I actually really like the next scene, which was when he was or the scene a little bit further down where he's walking um through the hallway to the crime scene past all the cops and they're just all eyeing him off he's just like yeah whatever that's also that's also a good hallway scene yeah i I was just gonna laugh though make a joke jace when you said how the sound design was so good in this movie and i did love this movie don't get me wrong but maybe the reason it was so good is because your your sound was like your your hearing was heightened because you weren't really using your eyes because it was so hard to see anything so it just it sounded really I just good. think you need to get a better TV. Like honestly, like the the visuals oh. and the, the like the, the blacks were perfect and it just yeah, it was just... I, I did say at one stage this reminds me of the Revenant because the Revenant had incredible light lighting in it and I yeah. did I did agree. Like the, the movie was basically three colours, right? Well, three shades. That's like black black um skin colour and, and, and that and that ready kind of, you know, sunset or sunrise kind of colour. Um it, yeah. but it was it was. It was Incredible, incredible, incredibly done. I also thought it was a really nicely realized Gotham. It it felt like a city that was actually alive. Where sometimes in the other hmm. Batman movies, it was either they were clearly sound stages with um you know with big backdrops, or uh, in the case of the Nolan films, they were so grounded in real cities that I could almost pick out the city. 
Yeah. And so it took me out of the fact that it was Gotham sometimes. Yeah. Um, I mean, Gotham not, is usually like Chicago or something, isn't it? Isn't it like that? Is that what they do? I always think Gotham is Chicago, and they but do this was like Chicago New York a, lot. a little bit. Well, Gotham's meant to be New York, apparently. Oh. Apparently, both Hold Gotham on. and Metropolis are based off New York. You know this stuff. Where the hell is Bloodhaven? I've heard about Bloodhaven before, but I don't know where it is. And they brought so, up Bloodhaven in this movie. So, so you know, in Batman uh, versus Superman, how yeah. Metropolis is across the bay from from Gotham City. I didn't realize all that. Which is just it. like, no, it's not. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Bloodhaven should be the one that's across the bay. Okay. Where Nightwing yeah. patrols, yeah. right? Where Nightwing patrols, yeah. They had to give Nightwing somewhere to go. Right. Yeah, couldn't do but, Gotham. But the the oh, I don't know what is it. The DC universe has like a mix of real cities and then fake cities. Is that yeah. how it works? Like there's yeah. a Paris, but then there's not like it's not a DC equivalent of Paris. Okay. Yeah, but there's no New York because you know every major city in D- the DC universe is New York. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Just a different version of New York. You know, um, Gotham is 1920s, 1930s New York, while um, Superman's New York is 1950s New York. Right. That would be my take on it in terms of the way you see them portrayed. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, someone who's a big DC fan would probably argue with me, but... You seem to know a lot about DC. Yeah, you got to know your distinguished competition, as Marvel used to call them. That's very clever. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Um, moving right along, um, have you both watched the Halo uh, Paramount series? Jason's no. I have, yeah. I haven't watched the latest episode, but I've watched, I think it's, is it five episodes out now, Jono? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I've watched the first please one. spoil away for me. I have no, I have no worries about that whatsoever. How is it? Completely different universe to the games. Yeah. Absolutely completely different. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's almost like someone is remembering a, a, a story from a long time ago and retelling it and, Kind of getting it right, but not getting it exactly right and yeah. filling well, in the holes that they don't why, remember. Why not use the law that already exists? Like they clearly have the budget to be able to pull this off. I don't know how for a TV show, unless they don't, unless it looks like crap. I don't know. But like how we'll talk about why, that. Why not just use like why not just use what already exists? Like it's already good, good a good story. It's, it's, it's a really good question. And Joe, for everyone at home, Joe just threw up his arms as in, yeah, I don't know why either. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one for once. And at first I actually hated the first episode of Halo. Well, not hated, but I, I just didn't enjoy it. I thought it looked cheap. So from a special effects point of view, I didn't think the effects were great. I thought that were middling at best. Um, I think that's improved as the series gone on. And I'm actually really liking the special effects now. Um, but for me, I think the reason they've gone for a completely separate universe is that you don't have to like play with countering, um, you know, what's happened in the games. So you can, and, it, and for the fans, I guess it, it gives us something unexpected. Yeah, exactly. We, there's, you, you know, when there's bits you've hit that are familiar, and then there's all these bits that are completely different to what happened in the game. So, yep. um, I, I've actually come to really enjoy that. And I, I like the different take that it's having. Mm. Um, I almost, I feel sorry for Cortana almost because yep. the chief does not like her yep. at all, which is such a, a 180 because the, the, the relationship between the chief and Cortana is the core part of the games. I mean, it's, it's shaped the storyline in the last three games Absolutely. in a major way. Are we getting, uh, sorry, I'm getting like, um, you know, buddy cop kind of vibes here where it's just like, you've been assigned Cortana to work with. He's like, I don't work with AI. Like, is it that kind of thing or is it? 
Okay, yes. cool. So I could have wrote but, this. Okay, fair but, enough. This is another part going on underneath yeah. that that um, is actually quite sinister. And like this a computer stole his girlfriend or something, and he's like messed up about <sighs> it. It's it's the UNSC in this universe. Is my this is my take on it? Is um, so much more sinister than it was in the video game universe. So where you know there is definitely elements in the UNSC in the games that are um, in it for their own game completely, but are usually doing it on a moralistic uh, high point. Please least, don't tell me. Gone. Please don't tell me that the UNSC are like going onto a halo ring to drill for like natural resources or something. Like it's oh, not like Avatar. Even, we haven't even seen a halo ring. Oh. Uh-huh. One thing about no, it hasn't Donna, been bad. It hasn't been bad. It's been good. In, okay. in, I, and I'm I'm not I'm, I'm like I was trying to explain this. I was watching it with my wife and my son. Um, and this is an MA show, and I'm just like. How? Why? Why make Halo an MA show? Like, sorry. not every episode has been MA. Okay. Well, he's so the first anyway, one was so. MA. I think the but second one was, and then there was an M. And I think there was. I'd have to look at it again. One of the episodes might have been PG. <laughs> it's, it's the ratings has just gone up and down on on yeah. the series depending on the amount of gore and um, he, you know perceived nudity. But is, yeah, it, is it for I'll, us though? Like, and that's what I mean. Like, because kids. Kids, little it's Batman's kids. age, didn't grow up with Halo. They, they're playing Halo now, thanks to the Master Chief Collection and and you know yep. Game Pass and accessibility and so on. But Halo was for us. Yeah, it's for us. That's not a gatekeeping thing. It's just like it no, was. But, for it, us. but it is his favorite series. Like, like that's what it, like that's the thing. Like for right. him, he didn't grow up playing them all, but he has grown up, and as he's grown up, these are the games that he's, yeah, I right. guess, like. Clinged what, on to the most. The he didn't have much chance with us around. M. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, the M. But I was just going to ask, like, so I was explaining, I'm like, these, these she's, my, my wife was asking me about, like, the, the armor. She's like, yep. are these guys being built to fight the covenant in this universe? Or were they, because in the game, it's, it's pretty wild to think about. And I'm right on this, aren't I, Jono? That, that the um, Spartans were created to battle, like, like people. Like farmers, is that right? Okay. So depending give us on the a, war, give us a lesson. Take us, take us a score. Just, just before Jono does, I just need to forewarn everybody that the rest of this episode is about Halo. There's no other. <laughs> there's nothing else coming into this. This is all just Halo from here on out, and it could be three hours long. That's my disclaimer. Anyway, yeah. continue, Jono. Because I read the novels, Jono, and that's what I remember. I got, my son's actually reading the what's the first one? First Strike, right now. Yeah. Anyway, go yeah. on, please. Um. Okay. So what was the question again? I got Were confused. the Spartans created, like, I mean, oh, with yeah. the Molni armor to yeah. combat the elite, like to combat these alien force? I don't think they were, um, or people. Two part answer to your question, sir. Please. I'll make it quick so that it doesn't become a Halo show. No. <laughs> um, Yes, they were created to fight the insurrectionists. Yeah, that's, that, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah, the insurrectionists, yep. um, which is all the colonies of Earth that decided we're so far out, we don't want to be ruled by you. Yep. Um, but in the subtext in the games and in the novels, um, Catherine Halsey had figured out that there was something bigger out there and they were about to encounter it. And part of her plan for creating the Spartans, despite, uh. you know, um, Ego, which is really being played up in the TV series, um, was also to fight this this bigger threat when it came, and she knew that she'd be indispensable at that point. And that's that's been the subtext in the games as well as to how has it been in the show though. Been. 
is that the subtext in the show that you've taken it away or have I, have I missed something? Like they were definitely, they were definitely there to fight the um, insurrectionists. The first episode so talked all about it. That is yeah. so messed up because yeah. like they're basically, they're just unstoppable and it's just such overkill. It, it, oh yeah. <laughs> it, it's, they really to, make them evil. Are they meant to like uh, instill fear into the insurrectionists or are they meant to kill the insurrectionists? In, instill Both. bullets. <laughs> And, right. and that's the thing. That first episode was a bit ridiculous when there was a turret on the back of one of the guns and the the elites came in and they're all shooting them and they're deflecting them. And then the, the the Spartans could kill them with the weapons that the people couldn't kill them with. What do they hold the trigger harder because they're stronger? Like that was really, that really annoyed me. Otherwise, I've actually really enjoyed the show too. It reminds me a lot of... Um, I think I say this a lot on this show. It reminds me of like Xena and, and Hercules and those sorts of kind of, you know, weekly yeah. kind of Monster big bad, of but with an overall, overall yeah. kind of thing. It, it's quite yeah. like that. There's an episode that's set on, well, it, there's multiple episodes that have this, but one particularly where it's set in this kind of like asteroid field or something. Oh, the rubble. Oh. Yeah, whatever it is. And it's yeah. just, it was so silly. Ridiculous. That, that, the cable car system. Like, My that's God. It. What the there's hell is that? cable car system where they just, that's how they travel around and they go from one, like someone, some dude's house is in this little asteroid off to the side and the way he gets there is in this elaborate cable cable car system um, that just like jumps off at moments and it just seems like, like if you give it any thought, it's like how much money would this cost to do all of this and how much, how complicated and how dangerous and the upkeep oh. and it just doesn't make any sense. It, it almost no. sounds like they're designing video game levels. It does. It, it, it kind of does like you, you know here's the next world we're going to um but yeah. I, I really love reach in it i think they've done an awesome job um like kind of making that place are, real are the odst in it not yet do you think they will be um we've not had very many large conflicts there's been two episodes where they've fought the covenant what about the arbiter yeah. is he in it no yeah. but if like there's some changes in terms of how the covenant being portrayed in this. Yeah, um, that, that, that I don't want to change. ruin. Yeah, no, yeah. That, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to ruin that either. But there is a and so, very big change with that. If I was, if I was them, and I was going to have multiple seasons of this show, I can't imagine the Arbiter coming in until like season two or three. If you're going to uh, like follow up, he's somebody that pops up in the last ten seconds of the season finale of a season, and everyone's like, yeah. "Whoa!" And then you know, it's, yeah. it's line up. exactly. So then the question is, as a Halo super fan, not me, you, um, uh, me, right, Andrew. What, well, I mean, he what is, you to... he is. But if there was somebody who could just has to wear the Master Chief helmet, it would it would be you. And I it think would Joe would agree with that. You, 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 you should sure. do the cat the cat helmet. The cat yeah. helmet, yeah, friendly. <laughs> Um, huh. um, what would you, what would you do differently? Like, how would you, episode one, um, what would you make this show about? I, you, I actually can answer this for John. I remember what you okay. told me. You yeah. were hoping it would be chief with his original crew. Yeah. I really wanted to see blue team. And yep. in this, it's silver team. And are they part of the law or is this made up? No, they're, um, you can see they've been inspired by Blue Team, but they've decided to go with, again, alternate universe. We've got a different three Spartans here and a different journey that they've taken and his connection's not the same. There's a character, there's a Spartan called Kai 
who uh, is falling into the same boat as the chief in this, in terms of uh, emotions returning. Um, <laughs> there's almost like this Robocop, uh, again, to chuck for Robocop in again, Robocop sort of bent happening in terms of um, that the Spartans have no emotions. They're just pure killing machines. And suddenly, you know, an, an option for emotions gets introduced and they're all like, oh, what the hell? Uh, are we being, you know, corrupted here? Or There's got to be something that happens behind the scenes with video game movies where they do things to test audiences. These people who haven't played video game, these video games before and the audience is like, I, I don't like that. Like I, I'm more familiar with the fact that this guy looks like a robot and he should act like a robot. Um, and then maybe eventually he'll develop feelings. Um, it just seems wacky to me that with a lore as, as rich and as deep as, as, as the Halo universe, that they just didn't stick with something that existed before. And fans like familiarity like introduce a couple of different twists sure and budget restraints exist you can't necessarily you know do big budget things every episode or, or at all but just stick with what was already there like I, I don't understand why you have to shift so much yeah I, I get what you're saying i to be honest i've gone more to the bent of i actually like the fact that it's an alternate universe because exactly. I, I, I can leave the idea of oh god they're ruining that at the door entirely right. because it's all changed and it's playing differently. And I like that I get to play in a different universe. And I guess the, the big thing for the fans is that he takes his helmet off. Like <laughs> that's my son. Watching his helmet. Like, no, exactly. He takes his armor off too. Um, and he takes everything off. Is he just yeah. a giant dude? Is he? He's the dude from um, um, American gods, the leprechaun. Oh, the I guy who always that. said dead wife. Oh, he's a great actor. He's, he was awesome in, American guy. Is, is he still, is he John? Is it, it was John? Yeah, still John. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's a giant of a man, um, and and he looks awesome and menacing. But oh, my son him as a chief. It's great. Yeah, my, my son was like, "Can he just put his armor back on?" Like the whole time he just wants to see <laughs> Master Chief. Um, I, I don't know. If my wife minded when he wasn't wearing any armor. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say yeah. Do okay. um Spartans wear underwear? He At one like point, he wears nothing. Yeah, he wears like Under Armour stuff, like like yeah, a like body that suit. body Tech body, body yeah. kind of armory um, stuff. But I think he's awesome. I think he's he's really yeah, good. Yeah, no, he's he's a really um, great actor. I think his friend who went off on the other world is not a good actor at all. Um, the one on the little oh the on in the rubble the yeah the, the rubble. I, yeah. I th just think that whole Soren. he was he's terrible. That whole storyline there, I just go away. But um, I I really like him, and I, I'm I'm interested to see more. I gotta say, yeah, I agree. Soren's storyline had potential, and I think it's just been average. And I'll be happy if he accidentally gets killed and gives John some, you know, oh, I've got to avenge the death of my friend um, yep. storyline. That'd be fine. I'd be happy with that because, yeah, you're right. His story's eh. Critically, um, how is it doing? Do you guys know? Like, no idea. Season two, or just oh, uh, it got confirmed even before season one came out. So it was a season huh. two coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's no like. Batman, the Batman kind of level of anything, no. really. It, it, it is quite A grade, B grade sort of thing yeah. to me. Um, but, and I agree, Jono, I think some of the differences they've made, particularly with Cortana, are actually really interesting and, mm. um, you know, raise some really interesting moral questions. And, you know, um, I, I think that's that's cool. And the, the the woman who is, I don't know her name, but who's Catherine acting Halsey? as, she's amazing. Oh. She's really, yeah. really cool. And it's nice having Cortana as caught like the voice of Cortana. Uh, What's Jen, Taylor. Jen, Jen Taylor. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. That yeah. was a nice kind of familiarity for the fans. Cause they weren't going to do that. And then it mm. was a COVID thing that actually 
they couldn't get yeah. the voice actor they wanted and asked her and she went yeah sure I'll do it and yeah. it's been fantastic I agree yeah, it has been I don't know yeah. why like she wouldn't have been the first choice but I guess they were forging their own path and yeah. clearly they wanted things to be different and that's I think that's been the story of this entire Halo series it's it's they're doing it differently but that hasn't been a bad thing per se well, but in- I agree with Joe it's it's you know it's not exactly top of the line content but it's fun well this is this is my request as somebody who hasn't seen it and probably won't see it for a long time, if it really is following a Hercules, Xena, Buffy, <laughs> Monster of the Week style format, there needs to be an episode where um, they end up in some sort of off-world gladiatorial type situation that is a recreation of either Red vs. Blue or just multiplayer in general. <laughs> and they need to get the guy that does the voice that says Slayer or everything kill tacular and all those sorts of things and he it's like thunderdome right just think thunderdome and the chief gets trapped he gets put in this thing where he's got to go up against all these like halo beasties and it's just literally an episode of him playing a multiplayer match throwing a little bit of first person in there for a gag and i'd be i'd be happy with that they threw first person in the first episode did they and they haven't done it again since that reminds me a lot of the doom movie with the rock but anyway yeah yeah. yeah, I'm sorry to say, I, 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 what I meant by the whole Hercules um, comparison is more about the quality of the show rather than the format of the show, which is not a good compliment for it. But I did love those shows back in the day. It's, it's kind of like that, you know, how your memory of things is so much better than the actual thing itself. Um, that, that's kind of, I, I mean it very fondly. Yeah, it's a fun watch, but it's not. It's not a spectacular series. The thing is, right, I don't, maybe it was because I was a kid. I don't know. But maybe it was because the internet wasn't around. Um, But I was not critical of anything. Mm. And everybody has an opinion now. And there's a way to be able to voice that opinion. You've got podcasts. You've got review websites. You've got YouTube. Whatever it is, everyone has an opinion. And people make, they make a career out of it. Mm. Um, And we kind of are, in a way, ourselves. You know, we're giving our opinions on things. And and people listen, hopefully. Um, But it's... I don't know, like, is there a way anymore to just go in and just be like, yeah, this is cool. Like, you know, without it impacting you, without you wanting to make a change or a difference, you just sort of accept it for what it is. I, I don't know. Oh, totally. I, I'm actually quite happy. Like, I've come to a, a point recently where I'm just happy to go into a series and just enjoy it for what it is. And I was disappointed with the first episode because the action just came off as really dull which, you know, for a Halo series, you'd think the action would be the last thing that would be dull. But mm. realistically, um, yeah, no, I've, I've enjoyed it for what it is. Like once I, I got comfortable with the, the direction they were taking, it was like, okay, that's cool. And I'm with you on that. I, I think we're at a, a point in life where, yeah, if you enjoy the thing, keep watching it. And if you don't, well, then there's a really easy, easy way to stop doing that. Just stop watching. <laughs> and speaking of stop watching, I think, Jace, you will not get through the first episode and you will never watch this show. Really? I, re- I really did. I think you will okay. not like it. Try the first episode and tell us on the next podcast if you got through it. No, no. The, try the first two episodes. The tricky thing is, like, being so time poor these days, you have to be really selective about what you want to watch. And and I was talking, I was talking to Jen about this earlier. But everything that we do now, we check reviews for things. It doesn't matter if it's a TV show or if it's a restaurant. We walk past cafes that have opened up where we live. And we check and it's just like, ah, didn't get, you know, above four stars. We won't bother. And like, that's just the world that we live in now. So if mm. I choose to dedicate, how long was it? 40 minute episode, probably 50 minutes. Yeah. If I choose to do that for an evening, it's not just me that's doing it. Like, this is something that I probably have to watch on a commute. And I don't think Halo 
even if it isn't your great first episode, deserves a, a 5.3 inch screen. You know what I mean? No, I reckon um, go I, commute watch. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. But, right. but that said, there's so many other shows. You're right, Jace. I'd say watch Peacemaker instead. I watched all of that. I thought that was really good. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched any of that. You'd like it, John. I really think you would. Okay. It's good fun. Yeah, I enjoyed um, Suicide Squad, um, which remind me, Moonfall, which is a movie we've all watched recently. <laughs> if there's ever been a movie that needs to be turned into a really leave your brain at the door video game, Moonfall is it. Because yep. I want to launch a space shuttle through a tsunami. I want to be in control and I want to have multiple attempts where I can like crash things or it's, it's kind know. of like what's that Kerbal Space Program, the video game. Yeah, the yeah. movie, sorry. <laughs> yeah, just just have a moonfall expansion. And yeah. and then cross it over with Halo at the end because that's essentially what Moonfall was, wasn't it? It really was. I mean, look, again with Moonfall, I don't I don't care about spoilers and you know, you've been no. warned again, but there's a it's a Roland Emmerich film, which is the master of disaster who apparently can't get bankrolled by, you know, the big companies anymore and has to turn to Kickstarter or something. Um, or for a good reason. <laughs> um, but in saying that, visually, there was some stuff in this film that was truly exceptional. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And also they went in a direction in it um, with two pretty decent actors um, who didn't end up being the best actors of the movie. No. Um, our Game of Thrones boy. It's a shame that he's, he's been typecast as Game of Thrones boy, but that's who he is. Um, he it was, was pretty decent at it. He, 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 he was fantastic. He, he, did, he, he read that script and he's everyone. just like, I'm in. Like, I'm yeah. sure he would have said yes to anything, and that's no disrespect to him, but it's no. not like people are kicking down his door. He's, he's typecast oh, in a particular type of role. I, I'd um, be happy to be typecast like that because then someone comes to me with a movie like that and it's like, hell yeah, I'm in. Give me well, some fun stuff to do. When he said that the moon is a megastructure, is that what he said it was? A yeah, megastructure. megastructure. I was just yeah. like, I was paying attention, kind of, but I was a little bit like on Reddit and a little bit doing other things that aren't important. Um, and then as soon as he said that, I'm just like, I put down my phone. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Like, <laughs> if this is the really direction that we're going to go in and we're actually going to go megastructure out, like I'm into this. And it was yeah. just bonkers. Oh, well, um, it just got better and better. Yeah, I've never... You, it's, it's plot with humanity is almost ripped straight from Halo's like plot about humanity in the books that's barely touched on the games. It, I, I'm just sitting there going, wow, they've turned this into a movie. This so do you think Moonfall is a better Halo TV show than the Halo TV show? Is that what you're saying? You've heard it here first. Let's wrap this up. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But if, if, they, if they do a sequel to Moonfall, which they hinted at at the end of that movie, whether anyone would actually... Oh, yeah. Okay. So like, they, they pretty much said sequel's it's, coming. It's almost uh, as bad as what they did in June, but yeah. Um, nothing will um, be as bad as that. Yeah, yeah. Then then they might as well just go ahead and call, call it Moonfall. You know, uh, Moonfall Halo. Because that's where you're going. Yeah. yeah. He's creating the UNSC up on the moon. Speaking of that, though, there was a movie with Matt Damon called Elysium. Yes. And there was the Halo ring in that film. Yes. Well, that was supposed, that was it, what is it? That's a District 9 director, right? Yeah, yes. Which was supposed, was he was supposed to do. Halo. A Halo movie. All yeah. right. He had warthogs in his movie. He did. I, I yeah. reckon District 9 guy, if he did a Halo movie, that would have been pretty spectacular. That would have been amazing. What a shame. Yeah, yeah I know. But it might have been pretty dark too, because I've watched there's a, a series that's on, I think it's on Netflix or something, of um, directors and stuff that he's done extra work with. Um, that sort of take the whole um, body horror of Chappie at, at times that had some moments of that and continued it into this these little 
40 minute episodes and I couldn't get through the first episode. I was done. I wish I could remember what it was called. I'll have to look it up again. Um, but yeah, I don't recommend it. <laughs> it even had Sigourney Weaver in the first episode. I'm just like, nah, I'm out. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. We tried to watch that too. And we didn't. We couldn't get through the first episode. Yeah, I couldn't episode. do it. Can you, no. sorry. I'm, I'm just, you've, you've sold me big time here. Why couldn't you get through it? Is it just gross or something? Yeah, uh, yeah, gross and just, just it was more the themes. Like mm. there was, there was no likable characters or themes right. in that series that made me go, "Oh, I need to continue watching this." Oh, I wish is I it, is it like an anthology show or something? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah it's totally an anthology I, show. I believe so. I didn't watch past the first one. Yeah, okay. I wanted to see past the first one, but when I was went, "Yeah, I'm done." <laughs> okay. Oh, what was it called? I'll figure it out. Um, so let's. Let's end it with some games. What have you guys been playing lately? Oh, still playing Elden Ring. I, I, I'm, I'm like, I don't know, 30, 40 hours into it. I, it's, you know, it's funny. It's this gigantic game, so much to do. And I just play it for like 10 minutes and I, I do something and I'm happy. <laughs> um, but otherwise, yeah, Lego Star Wars came out. That's not a great co-op game. It splits down the middle. So it's like an iPhone game. Um, but oh. it's it, the story is so much fun. We've only done the first um, original, the prequel trilogy, um, but it's got some really great jokes in it. My son and I are playing it together. Um, we just kind of run to the checkpoints. Sorry, run through the checkpoints, um, run through the objectives, so we can see the video. It's almost like I'd rather just watch a movie of this because the humor is so good, and we laugh out loud constantly. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like I guess the big ones that I'm playing. I did play Kirby. A little bit um i was playing that at night on the kids when i was sitting with the kids as they're going to bed but i've been doing a bit of work lately so i haven't got back to that but um yeah no lego star wars i i'd, I'd recommend for a star wars fan for sure um i i would i would love to see someone play these games though as their first foray into star wars and just be like what the hell is going on because it, it tells the story but it really assumes you know what the story is um yeah. Like the best joke, and I'll, I'll just, I'm going to spoil one joke, but it made us laugh so much. So in episode one, where Queen Amidala is like, you know, the whole thing that she is um, the decoy. And th th that scene where they're talking to the Gungans and, Gungans and someone, the, the handmaiden's talking, and then she goes, I'm Queen Amidala. And then someone else goes, no, I'm Queen Amidala. And then like a droid's like, I'm Queen like Amidala. Like a Spartacus thing. And it just keeps on going until at the end, there's a dude with the beard and he's like, I'm Queen Amidala. Anyway, so like we just lost it at that. It was really funny. Beginning of episode two, where the ship comes in and it gets blown up and the decoy is dying. It was a dude with the beard and that just killed me. I was like, that's, that's, you, you, you've got it. You, you deserve my money just for that joke. It was so funny. I mean, there's lots of great jokes like that, like really, you know, fun things for the fans. Um, but I think if you haven't, you know, not familiar with Star Wars, it would just be a, just a mess of a story. Can I ask a question about those those Lego games? Because I've only played a handful of them, but they all seem very similar to one another. Like the, the gameplay is, is often the same and it's just sort of a reskin. Do they ever change anything up? Like do they add new stuff that makes you go, or is it is it just like a Madden game? No, it, it, it's, it's very much like built upon the old ones, but I, I find that the shooting in this, it kind of goes into a third person kind of over yeah. the shoulder almost. Um, it's really cool. Um, the combat, they've tried to mix it up a little bit with some combos, um, but it doesn't really matter. Um, but the way the characters kind of have their own, there's, there's you know, different kind of, there's there's droids and bounty hunters and dark side and Jedi and whatever, and, and just, you know, normal people. Um, and 
the way that they kind of interact differently is really cool. Like if you see three PO, you can be his legs or his body um, to do certain things. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's 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 not like this huge departure. That's the same thing in all Lego games. The first thing you want to do is get them what two times two multiplier, and then the times four, and add those together, and then you can just get, everything get all the else. stats unlocked. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it, it's got lots of like it's set kind of an open worldish in that well not open worldish it's non-linear ish in the way that the worlds are set up but you very much play it linear linearly is that a word i've just made it up if it's not yeah, anyway um but i i would prefer this if it was just stage to stage to stage i i you you go on to coruscant and you've got to run from the jedi temple to the ship to to, to a, like a taxi to get to dexter's diner uh, thing and okay. it's like i i don't need to run from point a to Leave point b points. i want to i yeah. want to be there um, so that's a bit annoying. Um, but I think the point of that is when you finish the game, there's more exploring to do in these places. But there's just, it's a huge game. Um, so, you know. But we, I've we, heard we, that's the biggest change in everything I've seen in terms of visually, where we went from the classic Lego games were all uh, isometric locked camera view mm. almost to now where you're right it's become a third person shooter in, in yeah. many respects so it's kept the core values of the lego games but visually it's it's taken a big but upgrade the big like i said the big shame for me is that we're playing a co-op in that when we when i turn it on and it's just single screen and you've got the all the real estate it's yeah. beautiful but with the the split down the middle of the screen um you know and i'm on the left he's on the right side of the screen it, it looks like a two big you know tablet sort of things it, it, you don't you just don't see enough um yeah. and at least the cut scenes are full screen mm. yeah but that, that that's kind of the big one that i'm playing at the moment and Fortnite still no yeah, build so best thing ever please just keep that there it makes me so much happier i don't think it's going anywhere and funnily enough um you both remember playing in the halo days with my brother um so my brother is a dairy farmer who lives in new zealand and he's very much a farmer he's I, I I dare say he's a little bit ocker, um, but love him to bits. And we haven't played games in years together because he hasn't had an Xbox in ages. And he got a PlayStation 4 a year or two ago. And then suddenly I got a message from him a couple of days going, hey, are you on Fortnite? It's like, yes, I am. <laughs> so we played together for the first time in years. And wow, what a trip down memory lane is playing with my brother. I, I've got to jump on with you one time. Oh, we used to play do. a lot of Halo together. It's so funny because in the background is his 15-year-old son who's schooling him on how to play Fortnite, and it's brilliant. And every time else, when his son was born, probably the last time I played with him. Yeah, and, wow. and well, the best part is they swap controllers every so often. So it's like, Dad, if I get first, I'm playing the next round as well. And it's like, radio because wow. they've only got the one console in the house; they can only play one. It's brilliant. Oh, absolutely love it. So Fortnite's been a lot of fun, and he's going, he's going the Jace route. He's not spending any money on any um, character looks or anything. He doesn't care about that. He just wants to come first. And if he comes first, he's happy. And it's been great because we've been kicking ass. Like, we're not playing well, I've got to admit. But we've got a few firsts under our belt, which has been a lot of fun. So it's um, it's really, really a weird flashback. But um, it's actually been quite a bit of fun playing with my brother again. So, yeah, definitely jump in because I think um, it would be some really funny old memories of the four of us all playing a game again. Yeah. Um, other than that, I've thanks to COVID, I've not played a lot. But one thing I did get in the sales recently was uh, Terminator Resistance. If you want a flashback to '90s video gaming, 
Terminator Resistance is a game for you. Um, the textures look muddied, but I think that's just they've gone for the old, um, you know, this is burnt out Los Angeles. So let's go with a lot of browns and greys. Um, and you spend a lot of time just picking up stuff as you, as you go along, like resources to trade with to get better weapons. But it's it's actually been a lot of fun. And like the first two times you run into Terminators, you're hiding from them. You don't have any weapons that can take them down. So you just got to make sure you don't get Is it kind of like Aliens Isolation a little bit or Alien Isolation? No, okay. not at all. <laughs> it, okay. it, it really feels like it's, it's um, ripped from... Uh, it's like the first half-life in many respects in terms of the way the levels are built in the, in terms of the way you pick up your gear and your backpack is stored with gear and uh, you talk to characters and learn things from them. So it's, it's almost like they've crossed. It's like a poor man's version of half-life crossed with uh, fallout, but with none of the um, extra RPG elements, just the talking. Um, and, and despite that, Poor picture that I'm painting of it. I'm actually really enjoying it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Always time for those old old style games, though. I oh, um, totally. I, I played a little bit. I told you both about it. Of Insurgency Sandstorm. So tempted. So Insurgency Sandstorm is um, it's it's built off like the same bones as like Black Hawk Down and what was the name of the that company? Pro Nova Logic. Uh, Nova, and- Nova Logic. Joint operations was my favorite. That thing was the bomb. Just right. don't get in the Black Hawk with me. I got abused by like eight people because I landed a Black Hawk too close to people and we all got killed in one hit. That, yeah. that feels very familiar. It, I mean, look, in, in an error of, um, in an error of like, you know, your Call of Duties and, and your Halos and, and your things like that. And your Fortnites. Uh, and, your for, and your Fortnites, more importantly. Um, it's, we've, we've moved more away from those sort of very um, realistic. I mean, Armour was around for a long time. Yeah. Um, but uh, there are a couple of games that have popped up that, you know, people are sick of playing Call of Duty and they, they want to play something that's a little bit more gritty, a little bit more realistic. Um, but they don't want to so, play with Godzilla and King Kong? Sorry, they, don't want to play God- to they don't want to play with Godzilla and King Kong, and although that looks cool. And um, so, in Insurgency Sandstorm and and its World War Two brother, um, Hell Let Loose, uh, are getting quite popular at the moment. They've been popular on PC for a long time, and they're popular now on consoles. Um, and again, you just go back in. But the thing that is the most different uh, from Call of Duty and 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 that has changed quite a lot is that um, once upon a time, uh, things like I mean, there was team speak, but things like parties. Hmm. Um, and just talking to your friends only and having your own little private group away from everybody else um, that didn't exist. You just were in this room and you were chatting to people. Um, and technology has changed in such a way that there's proximity chat and things like that so that when you're close to the enemy or you're close to other people, they can hear you. And so nice. people talk in this game and they talk and you have to. You have to listen to what they're saying. I mean, sometimes they're just talking absolute crap, but most of the time people are when when it's getting real people are just like you go here you go here you go here there's a commander and they joke around they take their you know at the same time they take their their job very very seriously and it really works if you don't have a commander that is speaking to you you will fail um and i was shocked and i'm just like like i have no problems in real life speaking to strangers and speaking to real people but i'm in this video game and all of a sudden i'm like mute my mic i don't want to talk i'm listening to these people and it just immerses you in such a big way i was walking with this guy and he did this Elmer Fudd impression. He was like, very, very quiet. And it was just like, <laughs> I, I was just like, it was funny. And I was just like, and I was just like, oh, like I said to him, I, I acted like I was like this, like, 
just this really timid human being. I was just like, oh, where should we go? And he's like, oh, come with me, man. I'll take you, I'll take you the, the back route. And he took me around this back way and we just obliterated this team. And it was all because we spoke. He gave me confidence. Like if I didn't speak to this guy, I don't think I would have pulled off half the shots that I did. He, like psychologically, he did something to me where he knew what he was doing. He was confident. And when you're around confident people, you feel confident. And I know it's a video game and I can't explain it any better than I've just explained it. But I felt like Rambo. I just went in here and I was just, he was just like on your left. I'm like, Bob, on your right, Bob. And he's doing things and he's clearing a door and he's like, and he starts hitting me with like military terms, like on your six. And I'm just like turning around. (laughs) And it was just this really amazing, great moment. And then I realized like, unless I'm playing with, with, the same people every time which is what happened to me in in the rainbow six days back in when xbox live yeah. was just a thing um or unless i'm playing with people that i know like like both of you it's just it's just this fleeting thing it's not going to happen every single time um mm. you have to be playing with the right people and it made me miss an error of gaming that no longer exists unless um you you have your core group of people that you can work with um that's why he doesn't play with this anymore joe <laughs> no, what I'm do you need? <laughs> you, you need some people that are competent and are actually going to take out the targets as opposed to running and I'm down, I'm down. Come I on, mean, that's me Leroy Jenkins. That's not what I, well, yeah. let's put it this way. <laughs> for, for things like um, Fortnite and for things like Call of Duty and stuff like that, you don't, the game doesn't really promote like a super tactical approach. It can be somewhat tactical, but it's not, it's not like one bullet kills you, right? Like there's, yeah. there's a forgiving nature of it we can have a conversation in Fortnite and joke around and talk about our day and, and have mm, a little bit of downtime. Totally. The stakes don't feel high when one bullet ends you and there's no HUD and you don't know who's killed you and there's no kill cam. Um, and yeah. there's no easy way to just jump straight back into a game again. Uh, it, it suddenly changes, changes the dynamic of it. Um, I don't know. It was just, it just reminded me of a, a time uh, that I just don't think, maybe some people i guess the people who are playing sandstorm or yeah. insurgency and hell let loose regularly maybe feel this i don't know yeah. um but no, that was um, that was us in rainbow six back in the day we, i think it was in yeah. vegas when you know we had that our faces looking like well some of us looked like ourselves yep. and um good days. yeah they were good days like we were own it and we used to play that way and yeah i can, when you were describing it to me over chat over the last a week or so i i got the feels for that nostalgia and like i was really tempted to jump in um yeah no i, I totally get the appeal yeah it's, it's something that demands a lot of your time and i refunded the game and i feel guilty about it because it was an excellent game but i just don't think i have the kind of time and yeah unless like unless you guys were both in and we sort of you know set a regular time and stuff it's just not it's not the sort of game that can exist in like the life that i lead now i need yeah. I need more of a fortnight, yeah. which is a jump in, jump out. It's going to load up every single time. You're not going to have to wait for the, the the right amount of team members to come in. It's just like, oh, there's not enough people here. Have some bots. But the thing about mm. Fortnite is um, everybody and their dog is playing it. So there is always somebody available. Yeah. Um, it's just that once upon a time, the only type of game that really existed was the original Rainbow Six, the original Ghost Recon, Black Hawk Down, all the Nova mm. Logic games. And technology has moved on to a point now where i can go boom i'm in the game with my friends talking in my private chat not listening to anybody else um and it's funny you're closer with your friends but you're so much more distant than the 100 other to the 100 other players that are in there i'm not going to make friends on xbox live anymore and i had all these friends when i was a 15 16 year old 
Oh, um, Halo, Halo 2 was uh, the amount of friends right? that I made and yeah. people that I have on my friends list on Xbox Live even still today that I haven't spoken to in years were there because of Halo 2 and 3. And the fact that we used to all just chat to everyone that we played with and made friends with people around the world or just a country away in New Zealand. Like there's two or three people on my friends list that used to play with me and my brother because we realized they were Kiwis and we all got on around the same time and it was fun. But I haven't played with any of those people in years. Yeah. Part of me just wants to turn on Fortnite, turn off party chat, get a fourth in. Don't, you yeah. don't want to do it in Fortnite. Not in Fortnite. Not in Fortnite, yeah. <laughs> Why not? in Halo. I, just like my, my, I've I've had that happen before where I haven't realized um, that I have had chat open and it's just kids screaming right. <laughs> most of the time. But no, there's other like other games. You're right, and and I reckon we, we might find that in Halo or something. We should give it a go. I'm, I'm down. Well, season two of Halo kicks off um, yeah. next week, I think it is, or the week. Yeah, it's seven days away. Cool. So um, yeah, we'll see how we go with that. Awesome. Um, okay. I, I have one last question for the both of you. Can you name two games that you're looking forward to coming up this year? Uh, while you're having a quick think, I'm going to list my two. Uh, one is probably going to be complete trash, so I'll wait to see reviews. And the other, I don't care because I'm playing it regardless. The first one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge because that is such a love letter to the original arcade game. So much so that they've got the original voice actors from the, the 90s cartoon to do all the voices. And you get to play not only as the four turtles, but also April and um, Splinter. And it just looks amazing. And part of the team behind Streets of Rage 4 are the developers on this game as well. So you can see the amount of love put into it. And it's now getting a summer release in the Northern Hemisphere, which means we should see it in the next couple of months. So I'm really excited about that one. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And if it's anywhere near as much fun as I've gotten out of Streets of Rage 4 and still do get out of Streets of Rage 4 at the moment, um, yeah, totally in. Um, the other game that I think has the potential to be an absolute crap fight, but had me vaguely interested was there was a Ghostbusters game that was recently announced. Oh, yes. And it was one of those games where it's, it's four players get to play as Ghostbusters, but one player gets to play as a ghost. Uh, so asymmetrical, um, you know, um, call, uh, asymmetrical multiplayer, which um, like the concept sounds really fun. I, my biggest fear is apparently the company that's making it haven't been known for great games. So I wish I can remember some of their other games, but they didn't sound great. And the other downfall against it is those asymmetrical games have always like the few times we played some of those, they've yeah. always been average. <laughs> so I was like vaguely excited, and then it was like, oh, first person view ghost busting could be fun yeah. with you know four, three friends and a, a ghost to fight. But yeah, I am going to cheat by adding additionals, but I'm going to be very quick. So <laughs> Switch Sports comes out in two days. Yes, and I didn't buy it. My mum bought it. Oh. Um, she's like, when can we play bowling? And I'm like, that was a different time. It doesn't exist anymore. It's never coming back again. Um, it's back. The, the new the new console um, has the remotes, but they're never going to do it because they don't like money. And then it got announced. Um, so she's just like, how much is it? And I could have said it was $1,000 and she would have handed me $1,000 in cash because she doesn't deal with anything else. Um, and she was just like, here's the money. Shut up and take my money. Um, so she's coming over this weekend yeah not to see her granddaughter but to play bowling 
Um, fantastic. The other one that I'm looking forward to is the Saints Row game because oh. I've had a lot of fun in the past yeah. um, with uh, the co-op of Saints Row. Um, yeah. It's something that's very accessible. Um, I mm. think my wife will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. It could be garbage, but I mean, whatever, Saints Row has always been a little bit of fun. Um, and then the final one, which I know nothing about, I've read nothing about, I only learned about this year, um, but I, I kind of feel like this kind of game is Starfield. Yeah. Is that going to come this year, you reckon? It is this year. Yeah, yeah. It's holiday this year. Well, I believe it when I see it. Yeah, that's, what, that's the thing I was thinking about. <laughs> I, know nothing. I, know, I heard about it for the first time this year. I've never heard about it before. It was like that announcement at a couple of E3s back. Mm. Um, I think the same year that they announced the next Elder Scrolls, which when's that going to come? Um, yeah. I, I think for me, all the ones I'm looking forward to are probably not going to come out this year. Or, or probably, I, I think like, what was, I, I know God of War, like on the next one, Ragnarok, I, I, yep. I, I don't know, is that going to come out? Um, I don't think Bayonetta 3 is coming out. I don't think Gotham, the next Batman game, what is it, Gotham Knights, I don't think that's coming out this year. Yeah. Um, there really? is an Evil Dead game coming out soon. It might. I don't know, Jason. I'm, I'm, so I'm just, I'm so just Gotham, Gotham Knights is out October 25. Okay. Um, and the Evil Dead game is out next soon. week. That's, that's soon. That's one that, but that, again, that's an asymmetrical sort of thing. And right. I don't know. I, I I just love Bruce Campbell, so I kind of feel like I got to I got to support it. But um, is he voicing? There's a Suicide Squad yeah. game as well that looks good. That, yeah, I'm that pretty sure that's been delayed. Yeah, well. that delayed. yeah I, I don't know. I, I just feel like we got Elden Ring. I'm happy this year. What's Legacy? Are you going to get that for your Mrs. Jono? Uh, she sent me multiple Instagram um, videos about it, which yeah. never happens. Um, so it looks good. It does look good. So there's a definite possibility that we'll get Hogwarts Legacy I think, I think and should. have a playthrough. I don't um, think that's coming out this year either, man. No. It looks okay. amazing. They said, they said holiday, does. but I mean, who knows? They did. We'll true. wait and see. Um, uh, the, the big rumoured thing that I'm actually looking forward to, if it comes true, is uh, Nintendo adding Ga- Game Boy Advance games to the Switch. Apparently... There's been some leaks recently and the rumors are looking truer and truer. And if they pick a couple of the GBA games that I don't own, that I've always felt like would be nice to try, I'd um, totally be happy to play those. And because I have the stupidly have the expansion pass to um, the Nintendo Switch Online, I'll definitely get it. I got it purely for Mario Kart levels and I thought I might as well play the Mega Drive games included. Yeah. And you know what? I don't regret it. I had a brief go of Mario Kart on the N64 the other day and Em's watching me and she goes, wow, that's crap, isn't it? <laughs> I said, that used to be great to us. And she goes, you're right, it did used to be great to us, but can we play the other Mario Kart? I said, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no. the, the, new, the new levels have been fun um, on Mario Kart. It's, it's been nice. Um, they're, they're very differently detailed, but I don't think it detracts from them. Well, I think that's been versus player. Thanks for joining us again for another fun field episode. Come and join us again next time where we talk about, well, Lord knows, because we don't, we'll figure it out when we get to the next episode. You can find all of these on versusplayer.com. And of course, you can also take a look at your favorite podcast um, app or service and you'll probably find us there. Thanks again for joining us. It has been fun and we'll see you in the next game. That's it, Buster. This is Play